I'm just doing a quick little thing, ladies and gentlemen. It, with no music? Well, I mean, I, I was trying it, and then it didn't feel right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's We're just going to raw dog podcast. it. Oh, you know, you'll warm it up eventually. Uh, <laughs> like, no music, no nothing. I'm just doing oh. it. I actually had stuff to play. I forgot the live button. So, as always, we got Weiler Sunset Highway. We're here. We're here. There's the music for you. It only took 41 seconds to get into the episode. It's yeah. all fancy trash can next to Captain Corey. Fourth and One Podcast. Thank you, God. And slash fourth and one. Everywhere else, including YouTube, once we get there. Fourth and One Podcast. At Fourth and One Podcast. Micaiah. This week's going to be a little bit different because I have a bone to pick Uh-oh. with the college football playoff committee Shocker. and their rankings. Ladies Shocker. and gentlemen, this has been out. Hopefully, we don't have a weird upload issue like we did last week. Apologies in the meantime. We have the playoff release. Yesterday, there's a. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Normally, we record this on a Tuesday. Happy birthday, Carrie, Makaya's wife. We're recording it on her birthday. Luckily, she had a test to take, so I could steal him for a couple minutes. Um, there's just so much wrong with this. First off, Clemson at four. I'm just gonna go over them. We'll hit. Well, we'll hit him up real quick. Let me just go okay. over. Let, yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me just go over real quick. Uh-huh. We got Clemson at four. I don't hate Tennessee. But Georgia below Ohio State, I have an issue with. Um, well, give the top ten, give because people might not know the top ten. Sure, top okay, 10. top ten, top ten is it's yep. valid, you know. Okay. Youths, um, uh, number one Tennessee, two Ohio State, three Georgia, four Clemson, first two out, five and six Michigan and Alabama respectively. Seven is TCU, eight is Oregon, nine is USC. 10 is LSU, um, and that is your top 10. And I am laughing because a 6-2 and two LSU team is behind a very good 8-1 and one Ole Miss team, a very good 7-1 and one UCLA team. I have a bigger problem with them being in front of UCLA because they beat Ole Miss. I don't have a problem with LSU being in front of Ole Miss just because they did okay, beat them by that's like fair. 20 plus points and, the other and, and didn't UCLA beat? USC or Oregon? Which one did they beat? They beat Utah. They, they that's hammered. who I'm thinking of. And, who's that, four, and who's US, that 14? And USC lost which, to Utah. Which I have an issue with Illinois being below Penn State at 16. And yeah, yeah. I get it. After the top six, we don't really care. But I do. It's the principle of things. Do you? I Okay, so my first thoughts are that the committee put LSU 10 to prop Tennessee being 1. And then that's also if Alabama beats them on Saturday night, then the committee will use that and say, oh, Alabama beat a top 10 LSU team. LSU lost to Florida State in the Caesar Sportsbook Dome, which is used to be the Superdome, which is in yep. Louisiana. So basically yep. a home game. Yep. And for most of that game, they looked atrocious. They put a 5-3 and three Texas ranked. Over a seven and one independent Liberty team. Now yeah. I'm not saying that that's anything. UCF sitting there at six and two at twenty five in both the AP 
and the CFP polls. Um, but a five and three Texas team. I'm just I'm flabbergasted to be honest with you. What Texas has, isn't in any of the Texas isn't in. I didn't even yeah. see Texas at twenty four. They snuck in. I'm honestly I get what you're saying. By the way, Georgia's number one in the AP. Tennessee's number one in the CFP. That means we have two number one teams taking on each other this Saturday. Which first I'm time sure, ever. First time ever, which I'm sure we'll be covering. I do have an issue with Georgia not being number one. Not that Tennessee doesn't deserve it. Because they do. But, to me, Georgia hasn't lost that number one spot. They won the national champion. Why are we knocking them out of first place? If you switch Tennessee and Georgia around, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I get ha- what And I get what you're saying with Alabama and LSU, but... The, the problem to me is is that the committee is contradictory. Because I, I watched the show last night, and they always have the... Um, uh, the head of the college football playoff selection committee on yeah. to go over things. I have a problem because they put Ohio State at three and Michigan at five, or Ohio State at two and Michigan at five, even though their uh, strength of schedule are kind of the same. They both played no one in non-conference, et cetera. Ohio, does, Ohio State does have Notre Dame. Michigan basically played the three three of the worst teams in the FBS, but treated them like three of the worst teams in the FBS and basically played perfect during those games. And they said, oh, because Ohio State's offense just looks, looks better, right? Right. And Tennessee is number one above Georgia because their offense looks better. But then when you go and you do teams like Texas – so they're using their eyes for that. And I'm okay if anyone right. from the eye test, the eye test, if they want to use the eye test. But then you look at Texas and you're just like, how is a five and three Texas team who blew a 20, an 18 point lead in Stillwater who, yeah, close lost to Alabama, but should have won that game mm-hmm. and then lost to Kansas State. Are you kidding me? And then you look at UCLA, who's 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. You're just who beat Utah. USC lost to Utah, and and how is your eye test telling you that UCLA is not better than USC or LSU? They're they're just contradicting themselves a lot, and I don't understand why. Well, and Clemson has not passed the eye test at all this year. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Clemson has not really passed the eye test at and all. And I guess we can doubt in Michigan. I surprisingly have no issue with Michigan being five. I'd prefer them at four. But they but have to, to me, be over Clemson. But they have to be over Clemson. So you have to put Michigan at four. I'm sorry. You well, have, what about TCU? An you have TCU you have team. Si- yeah, and everybody's saying that's the worst 8-0 team in the world. They're still 8-0. And buying you, when they beat Kansas and beat Kansas State and beat Texas. Yes. Four top 25 wins on the year. They have more than Those anybody are not, else. Guys, I get that Kansas kind of fell off a cliff, but they lost their momentum. I get it. Kansas is still a good football TCU team. TCU is a good... TCU is a good football team. I, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't get the disrespect for the Big 12 in general. And what... 
so Robert was, you know, giving me some scenarios today at work. And he was, and he was giving me scenarios where basically a, where two undefeated Power Five conference champions, and I think in this case the two undefeateds were Clemson and TCU, not get into the college football playoff because Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee get in. And I'm like, if that's what we're doing, if if we're not letting not one but two undefeated. Power Five conference champions not in, and we're putting a a one loss SEC conference champion in a one the one loss runner up, and then the one that didn't even make the championship game in. Then what are we doing? Then every right. year the when the poll comes out, it should be two spots are reserved for SEC, and then everyone else is fighting for two spots because right. now we're just getting ridiculous and we're not. And we're, and we're not doing it right. You can't, just because a team, the resume still has to mean something. And the bear on the show, for those of you who watch College Game Day, you know who I'm talking about. He's the bear. He kind of does the bets and things like that. He He's like, the committee is just making up rules at this point. And everyone's like, no, bear. And he's like, they are. Then give me the foundation that they're putting these rankings on with Clemson being behind Michigan when Michigan's looked better than Clemson, right? Why is Alabama in front of TCU? Why is TCU at seven? At the very worst, they should be six. And why isn't Ohio State or Georgia one? I understand Tennessee's had the best win out of everyone, and Tennessee's on this little run, and they beat Kentucky. All of Tennessee's major wins have come at home, and they almost lost to Bama, and they're not using their eye that eye test for how just how poorly Kentucky is. Kentucky is a one-dimensional offense with Chris Rodriguez. You shut down the running game. Will Levis either is not talented enough or does not have the weapons to be able to produce an offense to keep up with Tennessee. So what are we doing, committee? Pick a style. Pick how you're going to evaluate these teams, whether it be resume, eye test. I don't really care whether you you pick names from a hat. I don't care. But you need to stick with it and then go with that on national television. Technically, they beat a now number 10 LSU team at home. Well, and, and that's the other I mean, thing. LSU was at home. Yeah, and they, they beat them on the road. And that's the other thing. They're using the number 10 spot. They put LSU at 10, a two-loss LSU 10, to pump up Tennessee and Alabama, and then Georgia later on in the season. And do not tell me that's not what they're doing, because that's exactly what they're doing. Even if they don't know they're doing it on purpose, they're doing it on purpose. No, that's exactly what they're doing. This is why I have an issue. As Tennessee goes to Georgia this weekend, um, at was that the 3.30 game I just saw on CBS? Yes, it is. Correct. Um, game day. I mean, I'm sure Dane is doing there. It's one of the biggest. That's that's like uh, two versus three, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be. It could be. It's it, one it's of the biggest be, games. Tennessee, Alabama is going to be hard decade. to top. Going to be hard to top. But this might be very close to game of the year situation. Uh, for sure. And honestly, if Tennessee beats Georgia, they deserve to be there. The issue that I'm having to go more prove your point is if TCU and Clemson played next week this this Saturday, 
I wouldn't be so sure that TCU wouldn't win that game. Oh, I'm almost with the... I've seen enough of Clemson to know that... Wake Forest kind of proved that TCU, I think, would would kind of dismantle them a little bit. Because of Wake Forest, their vertical passing game exposed the secondary of Clemson. Simeon, in that live cast we did, whose name did we talk about 90% of the time? Do you remember his name? No. Quinton Johnston. Right, that, that, receiver, that receiver, he had like 240 yards that game. He's been on a tear. He's been ridiculously good. He would shred the secondary. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like he's like 215, 6'4". Yeah, like, he's, he's a huge dude. He's a, a monster of a yeah. man. And so, TC, and, and don't give me their defense is bad. In the second half of... All three games. So in their last three games, they've given up 28, 24, 21 in the first half. In the second half of all their games, this is what they've given up. 0, 6, and 0. So don't tell me they don't have a defense. Clemson's defense is better. I will grant it 100%. I think Clemson is probably probably has the second best de- or the first best defense in the country. I, I will concede that to Clemson. Teams are not able to run on Clemson. But this is but the so they're allowing two hundred and sixty-two passing yards and hundred and forty rushing yards average a, a game. TCU, yeah, mm-hmm. total yardage is about four hundred and two, which isn't fantastic. They're playing Texas Tech th- this weekend. What's the points per game? Forty-four. No, 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 no. Uh, the defensive points allowed points oh, per game. Oh, twenty-seven. Yeah, like, that... I you don't. The issue with TCU is you don't get in a defensive battle with TCU. And they have such good athletes that you can't get... Your defense can't win a game against TCU. Without you... Correct. And that's the thing that's different in between college and the NFL and why I like college more than the NFL is because in the NFL you can say defense wins your championship games, right? You got to have a defense that uh, average that allows people to score about 18 points per game, somewhere around there and then your offense, you know, muddles around 25. That doesn't work in college. Your offense has to probably average 40 plus because that takes into account non-conference weaker teams and stronger teams. Your offense has to be the reason why. Let's look back at national at the past national championship. Let's just run the gamut here. Let's start with uh, uh, the last year's winner. Guess what? Stetson Bennett had to go 8-for-8 eight eight down the stretch with huge throws to win. But their defense was amazing, but that's the outlier. Before that, mm-hmm. it was... The best offense. Sorry, my my wife must be turning on lights because with voice activation because she's turning them all on in the basement. I apologize. In twenty, uh, Alabama second mm-hmm. best, greatest offense I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The year before that, LSU greatest offense I've ever seen. Trevor Lawrence the year before that. Alabama the year before that. Mm-hmm. Tua before mm-hmm. that it was. You know, go back. It's all great offenses. This year it might be Tennessee. Tennessee is offenses ridiculously. For the good. record, Clemson has allowed 332 total average yards a game. Right. Yes. Granted, they're under 100 rushing yards allowed. But let's go. Which conference is weaker, the ACC or the Big Twelve? ACC, hands down. So I, saw, I, I saw that I saw that as a hot take on I think uh, Fox's college football Instagram sure. channel, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not even a question for me. I, I I think 
people, I think going into the season, the... Oh, by the way, hold on. I'm sorry. If we're comparing defenses... Yep. Michigan. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 250 yards a game. Yeah. Average. And, And you can't say they haven't been tested... Because they're non-conference, absolutely. They haven't been tested. I mean, UConn, they got five wins now on the year, I think. Four or five wins. Okay, yeah. Michigan, 41 points a game. Okay, that's what they're averaging on offense. 11 points on defense is what they're allowing. Guys, that includes their Big Ten games. 10 points to Iowa. uh, Sorry, 14 points to Iowa. 10 points to Indiana, 17 points to PSU, who had a fantastic defense and has a fantastic defense. The only reason PSU is ranked as above Illinois is to make Ohio State and Michigan look good. The worst their defense did was 27 points against Maryland. And that was their first real game. That was the first game after their non They got Rutgers. They have a quarterback who... At least, I don't know now because he did not look too good throwing the ball this past game, but um, he really hadn't had to throw the ball until this past game, Had was leading the nation in completion percentage. And you're ranking them below Clemson. Yeah, uh, 100%. I'm all for doubting because it's Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. The money line on Rutgers, and I'm going to look up UConn's thing, is negative ten thousand? Yeah, they're that's 26, how good Michigan is. They're twenty six point favorites. The and only you're te- reason the game on Sunday was, or on Saturday, excuse me, against Michigan State, and we'll get into the aftermath of Michigan, Michigan State here. I hope um, was not forty nine to seven. Was the fact that Michigan's offense stalled in the red zone. Michigan's offense is not sexy enough because of your points. I mean, they don't throw the ball a lot, but mm-hmm. what they do do is they run the ball. No one can stop their running game. No one has been able to. And we're like, oh well, here comes Penn State. Penn State's got a great run defense. I said that. Right. I said that. Me. Right. I said it. Penn State's front seven is great. Michigan ran for 418 yards on Penn State. Yeah. And they yeah. haven't slowed down. Michigan State knew the run was coming, loaded the box with seven people, shooting linebackers in the gaps and everything. Blake Corm, a measly 30 carries, 177 yards, and two touchdowns. So I understand, and I'm okay with Michigan being five. I'm not okay with Clemson being behind them. In front of them, you mean? In front of them, I'm sorry. I have a big problem, and I want to rank my uh, 6 or 10, and I, I want you to do the same. I have a big problem with TCU being 7. Yep. And I have a big problem with LSU being 10. Yep. So, you want to rank? You want, yeah, here's my ranking. Yeah, give it, hit it. N- number 1, Georgia. Number 2, Tennessee. Number 3, Ohio State. Number 4, Michigan. You want to know what those th- four have in common? They're all undefeated? They're all in the AP poll top four. That's the AP poll top four. Guys, why are we saying when we come to college football that the AP, the Associated Press, has it correct? Don't don't you rip the AP, though, at the beginning of the year? I do. I rip the AP at the beginning of the year, and then I say it's useless when the first college fo- when the once the college football playoff ranking comes out. But now, all of a sudden, I'm saying, hello, 
It makes sense. Clemson is five, Alabama is six, and TCU is seven. Now, that I don't agree with. I'm putting TCU at five. They deserve that. I'll put Clemson at six, and I'll put Alabama at seven. Then I'm putting in Oregon, UCLA, and Old Miss because fuck LSU. Okay, great. Excellent. Um, I, I don't really have any problems with that. I, I really don't. My top 10 would be Ohio State number one. I'm still on that bandwagon. And Saturday, just because they played a close game and then scored 28 points, if that defensive end, JT Tui Moloow, oh is going to play like that all year, then yeah. it's over for everyone because yeah. he single-handedly won that game, and it was ridiculous. By the way, UConn is four and five to bring that back up. Before you Thank keep you. Going. Four and five, so they're two away from bowl eligibility, which is pretty great because we thought they were going to be pretty, pretty bad. So and I have. Get it. So I have Ohio State one. I will give Tennessee two just because of how great that offense is. Um, I will put Georgia at three, and I'm going to disagree with everyone that Georgia has to that that they did, that they have to beat Tennessee blah 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 if they trip up if they lose to Tennessee but somehow still find their way in the SEC title game and win they're in without a doubt or even if they lose to Bama that they, they still might be in anyway so Ohio State Tennessee I will have Georgia at 3 I'm going to have Michigan 4 Alabama 5 Alabama was about 3 feet away from winning that Tennessee game if that kick doesn't go wide uh, I will have TCU 6, Clemson 7. I'm going to have UCLA 8, uh, Oregon Oregon eight, Oregon 7, UCLA 8, USC 9 where they're at, and Kansas State 10. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Kansas State. Kansas, Kansas State is sneaky good. And they probably would have if they probably wouldn't have lost that game to TCU mm-hmm. if their first two quarterbacks didn't leave the game because of injury. Fair. So, and I know that I kind of contradicted myself because I said TCU should be four, but I think TCU should at least be top six. With because right now with them sitting at seven, the playoff committee is like you got to win out, and you got to win your conference championship to get in. At six, you can at least lose, still win your conference championship and get in. But with you sitting at seven, with two Pac-12 teams right behind you and UCLA UCLA lurking, I don't, I don't get it. Um, now that we've ranked our top ten. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of at a stopping point. I yeah, just want absolutely. everybody to know that on Tuesday, November 1st, we had two college football games. The yes, Mac, we did. The MAC decided to play on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, they always do. The first do. and the second. They always do. They're normally a Thursday, Friday type of guy. No, the last four weeks of the year, they always go to Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and there's the Duke, man. And there's Who? the Duke. Who even knows? Also, Army Air Force is playing three eleven thirty at CBS. They're playing in the Rangers' old baseball field, oh. which is they've kind of converted into a football slash rugby venue, um, part of the trio of games that is the 
uh, Armed Forces rivalry. Um, so I guess we're going to move on to, I don't know, talking about last week's games, even though there was nothing spectacular, I feel like. Nothing spectacular. I feel like Penn State, their defense wrote a playbook against Ohio State, and I feel like it's the same playbook that Michigan wrote last year, which was make them go on long drives, make them kick field goals, and in the process of long, this offense is not built to go on long drives because eventually they will turn the ball over. I feel like Penn State kind of just reaffirmed that. So Michigan's got to feel like, like it's not going to walk into Columbus and give up 66 points because what they're doing on defense is not going to work. I, I feel like it's kind of going to be the same. Um, Ohio State secondary, I feel like, got exposed a little bit. So that is kind of concerning to me as a Michigan fan because J.J. McCarthy, this downfield passing game that was really potent in the first four weeks has since gone pretty much silent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they kind of need to get that back, and maybe that's part of Jim Harbaugh's plan. Listen, we were all begging on Harbaugh. They don't throw the ball a lot. All they do is run, run, run. And what did they do last year? Just run all over Ohio State. Um, I figured out why I finally hate Penn State. So that's good. Why do you hate Penn State? Well, I hate Penn State because <laughs> when it looked like Penn State was going to win the game or had a great shot to win the game, yeah. what I hate was is why I hate them is because they always back their way into their success. Mm-hmm. Meaning they'll get blown out either at Michigan or at Ohio State, right? Whichever right. they travel to. And then they get the other one typically at home for that, that year. And because their home field advantage is so amazing, they will typically win that game or look look good. And then, and then they just let Michigan and Ohio State beat up on each other, and typically it's a they lose to Michigan, beat Ohio State, Ohio State beats Michigan, then they're in exactly like 2016. It's a scenario like that. So they kind of back their way into success when really they're not the best team because when they go on the road, they're trash. (laughs) And when they're at home, they're actually kind of decent. Now, thankfully, JT Tui Moloow made sure that that scenario didn't happen, and the collision course between Ryan Day and Harbaugh in Columbus is still set. So Rutgers and Northwestern will try to mess that up this weekend. My better bet would be on Rutgers. However, I don't think either of those are happening. You want to know something that is happening? What is that? Um, UTSA is going for their sixth win, seventh win. Now, I bring this up only... Yes, um, I know why you're bringing it up. Do because it. seven and a half was the over under on their wins this season. They're going. They're not favored. The money. The line is even right now against the UAB Blazers. Take them. I mean, I'm going to take them just cause. But uh, yeah, they need two more wins, and we're getting down there. We're getting down there. Also. A game that both of us thought was going to be a big game for the American Conference, which has disappointed this year, the American Conference. unfortunately, yeah. Houston and SMU are playing this weekend. So for those of you keeping track on that rivalry, in-state rivalry. Speaking of the American, did you see the UCF-Cincinnati game at all? 
take that as a yes, you were not impressed. I saw the result, and that's all I needed to see. Well, that was, for those of you listening, that was me hitting my head against the mic like I was hitting it against the wall. And what, what was that? Talking about crapping the bed, to, so I don't swear again for our dearly beloved's ears, mind you, so they don't go to hell or whatever mom thinks happens when I, when I swear. Um, what? What? You you go from being in the college football playoff last year to losing one, eh, okay, understandable game to what? Yeah. Losing to an in-conference champ? I thought you guys were – I thought Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. I thought you had it figured out. Dude, I thought you were going to be that group. And granted, you're going to the Big 12 or whatever, I think. But come on. Well, they also – what is – they knocked Cincinnati's quarterback out halfway through the game because uh, of targeting. Okay. That's fair. And then they – no, Cincinnati's not UCS. UCF's oh. quarterback out. They lost to a backup quarterback. Late in that game, <laughs> yeah, they, they were getting pounded on the ground. Pounded. UCF's last drive was basically run, 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 touchdown. How, how are you going to do that? Mom, by the way, a third down zone read option is a on third down is when you put it in the belly of the running back, but you read the defensive end, and if he crashes down, meaning he tries to tackle the running back, quarterback pulls it out and runs, but if he stays wide, like he's not going to tackle the running back, and he's getting ready for the quarterback to keep it, he gives it to the running back. That's what a third third down zone reaction And with now. that being said, we're going to actually go over to... Which is how actually UCF kind of got the ball down the field at, to finish the game. We're going to go over to Mom's Review. M- Mom's Review is brought to you by Mom. Um, she pays us money, so we read her questions on the air. And that's basically how it goes. Um, a little lesson for you. I thought you'd find this interesting. So I've been playing Luke's songs at the beginning of this. This mm-hmm. is Ole Weiler, uh, the All Right EP. Um, go listen to it if you like the first little snippets that you get. Um, I thought those were copyright free. They're not. But I'd rather him get any future money that we make off of these videos than than a big corporation doing it. So that's just a little copyright law for you. If you upload your own music, the person you use to upload it will copyright strike videos for you, but in a very nice way, so I don't mind it. Um what do they do now with the goalposts, Micaiah, at Tennessee? Well, this Mom, is referring to Tennessee yeah. tearing down the goalposts. Well, they t- tore them down and they threw them in the river. I thought we covered that. 99% sure we covered that. Well, um, she, wants, she says that can't be good for the goalposts. Yeah, well, it's not. They get brand new ones, which is like $50,000. By the way, everyone's having a big deal with, with Tennessee asking their students. You know, they started GoFundMe to raise the money. Let's not get it twisted. Students are not giving money to this. It's yeah, no, everyone, that's boosters. It is yeah. boosters or or Tennessee alums or Tennessee fans outside of the students, like people from home who want to be a part of this. So, or it's boosters. It's mainly boosters cutting massive checks. Yeah. Okay, Pat McAfee even said he gave to the fund. So let's just calm down, everyone. Mom, they got brand new ones. They did not. Yes, it's bad yeah, for they the probably post, recycled. They probably they recycled the other ones, if I had to guess, or More whoever likely. did um, recycled them. So that was Mom's Questions, brought to you by Mom. 
anchor.fm slash fourth and one for if you want your questions aired online as well. Halloween weekend was very spooky. Spooky things happened on Halloween, very Halloween. Number nine, OK State lost, held the 32-yard rushing, got embarrassed by Kansas State, lost um, 48 to nothing. Yeah, the number nine team in the nation lost 48 to nothing. Number 10, Wake Forest, had six turnovers in the third quarter. Uh, and they lost to Louisville. Yep. 16, Syracuse lost to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame held Syracuse to 61 yards rushing. And finally, number 25, South Carolina, who is just the little engine that could, lost to Mizzou, who is the laughing stock of the SEC. No, so that's not was, true. They're, they're, the, no, they're every, the big brother of the laughing stock of the, of the SEC. Fair enough. Um, so it was very scary for those teams in particular. Also, speaking of more spooky things, yo, the Beavers of Oregon State are ranked in the yes, AP they poll. Are. I mean, in the non-AP poll. Sorry, I just realized that, and I wanted to pull that up. They're six and two. They're playing another six and two team. <laughs> yes, Washington. Mm-hmm. Why are we ranking the Oregon State Beavers? <laughs> they they feel like they deserve them. I'm more intrigued with Tulane sitting there at nineteen at seven and one. That makes sense at least, because yeah. that means Tulane's. That means Tulane's sitting at the top of the American. I believe they're in the American. They are. If I'm yep. So at least you're putting the top of the American up there. Also, above, luckily above UCF, who's six and two, mind you. So is Cincinnati. So I don't know what that is. Do you have a problem with them leaving Independent Liberty seven and one out? Uh, I. I don't because I have a love-hate relationship with the independents. Like, join a conference. Join a conference. Well, I, Liberty hasn't been able to yet. I think they're planning on it. I don't the, know for they're sure. They're joining Conference USA next year. That's right. So, um, Which kind of sucks because they are probably going to beat up on Conference USA because, I mean, granted, they've been playing a lot of those group of five teams, but even the non-group of five teams they've had, they won their bowl game last year, if I'm remembering correctly. But who knows? Okay, let's preview this weekend because you, you don't want to talk Michigan, Michigan State. No, the we aftermath probably should. Of that. I we, mean, you know what I'm doing with that? I more want to talk about the inappropriate re, uh, com, uh, statements made by Mel Tucker and Michigan State in so, general. So let's let's do this. Really, we already heard our talk about Michigan and how they performed. Oh, they no, looked... I'm not going to talk about the game. I want to yeah, talk yeah, about after. We're, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm just setting everybody up. Here. Okay, all right. Okay, tuck in. Yep. We're al- I'm about to let you go. Okay. Michigan handily defeated Michigan State in Michigan State in East Lansing. Nope. Lansing. Nope. In Ann Arbor. Oh, it was at a home game. I'm sorry. They defeated them. Dude, I don't remember. It's freaking Wednesday. The My big memory- block M at center at at midfield that Michigan only passed like 4,000 times in the game didn't give it away. Uh, dude, I don't remember. Anyway, the game was sold out. There were a ton of people there. It was a night game. It was a ton of fun. And Michigan never let off the gas, which is what you do in a rivalry game. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't blame Ohio State if they ran up the score on Michigan. I wouldn't blame Alabama if they when they do it on Auburn. And, you know, Tennessee if they did it on Vanderbilt. I don't know who, Florida, whatever, okay? I don't, I don't do that. They ran up the score. They looked a little, the passing game looked a little rough. The offensive line made up for it. End of story. Except not. After the game, we already had, we already heard last week uh, for, it was James Franklin, I guess it was two weeks ago technically, when Michigan played Penn State that they got chirp, chippy in the, in the shared tunnel to the locker rooms at Michigan Stadium um, during halftime. James Franklin came out and said, oh my gosh, you guys need to do something. Jim Harbaugh came out and said, you guys started it and then brought in extra security for the Michigan State game. So there was extra security. The refs were on it and vigilant. So clearly there was stuff going on in the conference, in the head of the conference, um, because the refs were immediately, both at halftime and after the game, went to make sure the teams didn't, you know, get chippy or anything. Um, This did not stop about, what was it, five to eight Michigan State players? Um... The polite way of saying it is curb stomping yeah. um, a Michigan player, two, um, two Michigan players um, after the game. Mind you, both the head coach, Mel Tucker and Jim Harbaugh, after the game, I watched it. They shook hands. They were like, yep. And then they both tried to corral their teams. It was very simple. All Michigan State had to do was go into their locker room. Michigan was going to wait five minutes and then go into their locker room. That's how it works. I don't know how this happened. Michigan came out, both president, athletic director, and Jim Harbaugh said, this is atrocious. I can't believe you let this happen. It's a bad look for these young men at Michigan State. They didn't do – guys, they beat you. I get that you're rivals. The game's over. You want to get chippy on the field? You want to get chippy during the game? Throw some punches? Get rowdy? You want to get chippy on Twitter or in the parking lot? That's fine. But ganging up on somebody? Makai, your thoughts, because you probably saw this story develop more. Yeah, so my thoughts, first and foremost, are Michigan Michigan State players basically waited at the top of the tunnel. And the two first Michigan players that came down that tunnel, they jumped them. And they were kicking them while they were down with cleats on. And they were swinging their helmets at them. So it was a full Miles Garrett against Mason Rudolph situation. And four have been suspended. Uh, Jermon Green, who was one of them, has hired a lawyer to file civil charges against them. I'm sure he will absolutely win that. Uh, it's going to one of the to- Michigan players is filing civil. Correct. Civil? Correct. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the other one's doing, but the other one will probably jump on this, the 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 case for this guy. Um, so again, it was basically eight players against against two Michigan players. However, one at a time sort right. of deal. Um, but they happen simultaneously. Uh, according to the video and everyone else on social media who took video, um, this was not Michigan players walking down the tunnel, chirping at them first, and really kind of getting in the face of Michigan State and then Michigan State taking it too far. Michigan players did not start this. They were coming down the tunnel, in the case of Jermon Green, 
two last names hyphenated. He was coming down the tunnel to get changed early to go meet his dad as he does at the end of every single home game. So he was going down the tunnel to get changed to go see his dad. Michigan State players were waiting for him, got jumped. Uh, Mel Tucker said, so Harbaugh made his appropriate comments. It was absolutely atrocious, et cetera, et cetera. The police are going to get involved. Uh, Charges need to be filed, et cetera. 100% correct. What I have a problem with is Mel Tucker comes out and goes, first and foremost, uh, I want to issue an apology to both universities stop right there you motherfucker both universities uh uh-uh this is not a i'm not saying the word university of michigan because this is not one of those situations the rivalry is way out the window you apologize to michigan university and those players by name first and foremost and then you can bring back the whole rivalry this is michigan michigan state 100 percent. you do not say both universities. Uh-uh. You are not apologizing. Your university is apologizing to my university. This is a combination, and this started with Mark D'Antonio, how they, how they wanted to make the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry feel bigger than the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. And D'Antoni, when he was there, his players would always kind of do dirty things. Denard Robinson, they would twist his face mask, grab his ankles, twist that. Way back in the early 2000s, when Michigan was lining up on their half of the 51 year, they locked arms and basically, like, walked the entire length of the field and kind of, like, ran over Michigan players, like, wouldn't unlock their arms sort of deal. This has kind of always been like Michigan State fighting with the chip on their shoulder and just doing enough to poke the bear to try to make Michigan realize that this rivalry needs to be bigger. Well, it's bigger now. Next year, if this score is not 30-plus in favor of Michigan, something is drastically wrong. The NCAA needs to investigate the entire Michigan State program and how Mel Tucker conducts his business, how his coordinators conduct his business, I want a full investigation of Michigan State with the law, the uh, internal campus, whatever that is, and the NCAA. And I want punishment for Mel Tucker and the defensive coordinator. I never want to see these players in the NCAA again. And honestly, I hope their football careers are over. Okay? If this is one-on-one, that's fine. This is eight to one with helmets and cleats are you kidding me it was bush league it was cheap it was not even remotely sportsmanlike. it went so far beyond this is just rivalry emotions bad loss emotion and it was two defensive players It was the guys who shut your offense down, and it was defensive players against defensive players. So I want to apologize to both universities. Get the F out of here. Figure out how to apologize correctly. Oh, my goodness. I'm worked up. I'm angry. Michigan State, honestly... And this is an overreaction, but I'm going to realize it's an overreaction. Michigan State should not be able to play football the rest of the season. (laughs) Because if 
If be a bowl game band. You if know. eight players are doing this, then what are the other players doing this? And we we're all this is a team. Also, sport. where this are people? This is a this is a team sport. This is a team sport. This is a team sport. Okay, if this is a team sport, then the active eight uh, set the mood for all the other players, which means that if they're getting banned, then all the other players get banned. Michigan State should get a postseason ban this year because of that, and Mel Tucker should get suspended at the very least. I think there there's a certain aspect you know in sports about these rivalries right there's there's something to them that goes beyond goes beyond the field and i get that you know michigan ohio state has always been chippy we've wiped our cleats on michigan on michigan state's middle of the field when they do their arm linking thing yep. and michigan has been tried to get out of the way and let them do their thing before um but you know if you have a problem with somebody and you want to you want you want to have violence on them. First of all, the manly thing to do is not to get seven of your buddies and wait for them and jump them. Dude, if you're not manly enough to go talk to a guy, you can chirp at him all you want in the tunnel. You can chirp at him on the field. You can do some dirty stuff on the field. I'm okay with that. As someone who does that, if I get annoyed, I'm okay with that. Life-threatening stuff, that's on your own time. That's not on the university's time. You wanna, you have a problem with a personal with a personal player? Tell him to meet you outside and wait for him, and then tweet at him when he doesn't show up. I'm okay with you guys throwing punches in the. I'm okay with you guys throwing punches, but it's only one v one. If you guys want to get physical, go outside and do it. We don't do that here. We don't we don't wait for people, and that goes for all sports, both professional and collegiate. And for my sake. Also recreation. I don't <laughs> catch I don't me outside. Get, How about that? But I don't get that way in recreation. Luckily, I've never been a league, and I've always been the one that needed to calm down. Cooler heads have always prevailed. You, and, but you do, you don't get you don't get to do this. You, I don't know why this hasn't been a bigger thing. We're more worried about Steve Nash losing his job yesterday. Oh my goodness! And Dan Snyder possibly selling the Washington Commanders. Because the feds just got involved. <laughs> I, I, it, it's because it's Michigan, Michigan. Again, if this was Michigan and Ohio State and Ohio State players waited outside, oh, you bet. But you know that you're wrong when Paul Feinbaum, the Harbaugh hater, comes out and says, Mel Tucker, what WTF was that apology? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, when literally everybody's voices, this is, first of all, it took them a couple days to suspend players, and I get they wanted to do an internal investigation, whatever, right? They didn't get to play next game. Four players have been suspended. They're continuing looking into it. Police are now involved, etc. But when everyone's turning to the head coach and being like, what kind of apology is that? Mel Tucker always looks mean. I mean, on Saturday, they're... It was me. He he's not head co- at this point in time. Through three seasons, he had a lousy season in 2020, a great season because he got a whole bunch of transfer and Kenneth Walker, who's now ripping it up for the Seattle Seahawks. So mm-hmm. NFL changing talent. He got NFL changing talent, and now this year he's terrible again. Combined with this incident, and the fact that he just looks like he's a 
mean SOB, honestly, Michigan State should eat the $85 million or whatever it is that they owe him and go find someone else. Because no one ever is going to respect Mel Tucker from this point in time. No one at Michigan. Harbaugh is going to make sure that they lose over the next two to three years, as long as J.J. McCarthy and and the core that this happened to is still there. Michigan State's probably going to lose games by 20 points to Michigan. And the, and, if and, they're lucky. And Harbaugh is going to run up the score. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 42 to 20 or whatever it is next year. And there's five seconds left, and Michigan throws a Hail Mary to try to pour it on. I would absolutely dump it on. And then I would walk to the walk to midfield with Mel Tucker coming in for a handshake, point my finger at him, and be like, this is what you get. And then shake his hand and walk. No, I wouldn't even <laughs> shake his hand, but be like, this is what you Always get, shake and the we're guy's coming hand. back next year. Always shake the guy's hand. Absolutely not. It's, it's hard to tell someone to go F themselves if you don't shake their hand. Absolutely not. I put speaking my from right experience. Here. Speaking from experience, so, Micaiah, this is how you this is how you trash talk. If you want to do this the right way, you shake you shake his hand and say you did this to yourself, and then you walk away. Oh no, me! I I will point my finger right in his face and be like, "This is what you get," and it's going to be see, so much worse. See, next here's year. the issue. Here's the issue. It's way scarier and means way more when you're right in the dude's face. It is such a power move. You go. Uh, I understand. I understand. This I is under- what you did to yourself. I and then get him to shove you and walk away. But but it, it's the dad because Harbaugh's a, a dad. He's like the ultimate uh, dad, right? Yeah. Okay. It is the dad finger in his face of this is what you get. You did this to yourself. Oh yeah. Next year it's going to be by forty. Right. You're so, always going to be little brother at this you're, point. You you you've done you've done yourself. Yeah. And then you yeah. go all on the media. <laughs> Congrats! Next- you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go all next year. In the media, whatever, well, after, before. Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up. And you're just like, I, me, we Smalls. told them this was coming. They did this to themselves. And then the Michigan Killing State me, boosters Smalls. will be like, well, we got to fire him because as long as he's here, the score's going to be Michigan winning by four touchdowns. As many as they can, yeah. Yep. Well, now that we've kind of let off our steam, Woo! we're going to go... We're gonna we're kind of gonna skip the preview. I'll go over like the big games here real quick, the ranked games as I normally do. Yeah, not many. Um, we'll, we'll make them not too many. We'll make them fast. Tulane plays Tulsa, so you know that one's kind of important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually want to see this. Yeah, Tulane. <laughs> Tulane's favored by seven and a half. Sure. So. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, twelve o'clock games. Not too much. Ohio State takes on. Uh, Northwestern, TCU uh, go uh, plays against Texas Tech. That game's the big noon kickoff game. Um, that should be a fun game for TCU fans. Uh, North Carolina plays their rival in Virginia. That should be a good game for North Carolina fans. And like I said, Tulane plays Tulsa. Nothing really other much to mention. Florida State, Texas, Florida, Texas A&M. That will be a fun game for those two teams that have nothing else to lose. Um, oh, major news. Sorry. The person who we said shouldn't get fired because he was doing oh, building yeah. a culture uh-huh. finally got fired. Yeah, finally. Who we said just needed to be fired because everyone knew it was coming. So, yeah. yeah. So there's that. Uh, this is Chris. I forget his last name. The uh, Auburn's head coach. Does he try to go and take a, like the Nebraska job? 
You know, or, or do I, you do you need a place where the booster where the boosters will just give money and then walk away? Like obviously you can't do SEC. You need to go take an offensive coordinator job in a Power Five for a year and then go find a head coaching gig. But the but also, like go to Michigan for a year. But I understand that, and you know, and I get that, and that would be or smart. Alabama, <laughs> but or Alabama. Uh, but what? But if you go take Nebraska. You know you're going to get some time. Yeah. Because, listen, he's probably a 500 coach or in, Iowa. in the SEC. Oh, yeah. Or Iowa. Listen, you're going to get some time in the Big Ten. You need It's really the Big Ten. You should go to the Big Ten. He should go to the Big Ten. He's going to do well in the Big Ten because Big Ten's about culture, unlike those crackheads and meth heads down in the SEC who just go for the next high. Okay, moving back. <laughs> Three thirty games. Obviously, we got the big one on CBS in Athens. That's number one Tennessee taking on number three or number one, depending on which poll. Georgia. That's going to be a fun one. You have to make sure you watch that. Uh, Oregon's going to beat up on Colorado on ESPN. Penn State's going to beat up on Indiana, most likely on ABC. Illinois, I hope now beats up on Michigan State on yes. the Big Ten Network. Give it to oh. them, Illinois. Oklahoma State hopefully stops their skid with a win at Kansas at 3.30 on FS1, but that one could go either way. Same thing for Syracuse at Pittsburgh, 3.30. UCF at Memphis also at 3.30, but I don't know why I'm saying that one. It's UCF. Big night game down south in Taga Stadium. Go Tigers! Number six, Alabama goes into their next state rival, no, not next state rival. Sorry, two states over. LSU in Tiger Stadium. That should be a fun game. Yeah, I, I think that um, SEC really kind of showcased uh, uh, th- this week. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, don't forget uh, Michigan's going to... Um, They're r- next down on the list. Uh, Rutgers, I'm just kidding. Don't watch that game. Yeah, that that's game on the Big Ten Network for those of you diehard Rutgers and Michigan fans. Uh, number 24, who should not be ranked, Texas, is going to Manhattan to take on number 13, Kansas State. We'll see how real both those teams are. Good win for either team, depending on how it goes, in my opinion. Uh, Wake Forest 21 takes on 22. How is NC State ranked? I don't know, especially since they're lo- they lost their starting quarterback. I-, I don't understand. Wake Forest is going to NC State. <laughs> um, that's on the ACC network at 8. FS1, UCLA takes on Arizona State at 930. And California goes to the Coliseum to take on USC. I have one other game, but you sound like you have a comment. Uh, no, my only other comment would be um, let me know when I can get started on my top five. And Clemson goes to Notre Dame. Oh, I missed Notre, that one. Thank you for Notre cleaning that up. Notre Dame, besides their loss to Stanford, which for whatever reason, Notre Dame always has one of these losses during the course of their year. Notre Dame is actually, from their first two games, have actually balanced out quite nicely and is actually 4-2 and two over their last six. Um, it makes for a very interesting, compelling game because Notre Dame can also play really good defense and they're starting to get that running game going a and little bit. Notre Dame is good at home, at night, 
That well, game. I'm sorry. They're five and one over their last six games. So upset yeah. alert. Yes. Um, seven thirty NBC and Peacock. Peacock. Which is a little little streaming service action there for you, besides all the ESPN Plus games. Also, upset alert, JMU, who's lost their last two, goes to Louisville. Yeah. Who's, Louisville has had a little bit of a run, beating number 10 Wake Forest, Pitt, UVA. So they are 5-3. and three. Louisville is 5-3. and three. JMU's losing 7.5 points. So Louisville's getting 7.5 points. The ESPN analytics are giving Louisville a seventy-nine percent chance of winning, but the metrics guys is that Louisville is that JMU scores the ball, and even when they're losing, besides Marshall, who was able to shut them down last week, they've been able to score the ball. So just watch for an upset. I know we've been talking about JMU, but if you want to take a you know two-game parlay with Notre Dame and JMU, go for it. All right, Micaiah. I actually I had a much easier time finding my five this week. I have no yeah. idea what my record was because I forgot to go back and listen, and I didn't make the bets. Oh, So excellent. I could have gone five for five last week. Who knows? I could have won myself a ton of money, but I don't know. Only the listeners do. <laughs> excellent. Well, my five, I do have five this week instead of four. Um, I did have some difficulty with it, but I, I kind of read in between the lines, if you were, and I try to – Tried to find the meaningful games um, uh, in terms of how it will play with conference kind of championship and conference title games. So I just want to make sure I update everything appropriately. Uh, just give me one second. Uh, they're 18. Blah, blah, blah. Do you want me to go in okay. high five? Nope. I got it. All right. All right. Let's uh, just start off right off the bat with the hot game of the day. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go backwards to forwards because this is about how it's going to go. All right, number five, Clemson going to <laughs> unranked Notre Dame. Boy, is this not a sexy pick on paper, but let me just tell you. We kind of already talked. Notre Dame 5-1 and one since their 0-2 start and a close loss to Ohio State. Notre Dame has left on their schedule a top five team in Clemson and a top ten team in USC. If they went out and beat those both two, they're going to be somewhere around ten and three. Uh, uh, they will be ten and three because they're probably going to beat Boston College and who has ever I think it's Navy is left. So Notre Dame can really finish the season strong and kind of make a bid for a New Year six here, kind of down the stretch. Clemson has everything to. L- Lose at number four. As I said, they were number five. They're number five on the AP. They're number four now. Clemson has everything to lose. One loss, I think they're done and they're out of the college football playoff even if they run the table they uh, uh, and, and win the uh, ACC championship. They need to win out and win the ACC championship because of Michigan, Alabama, TCU lurking in the shadows. DJ Uliangalale, let's not forget, last game he played, he was benched against Syracuse for a true freshman. So how will he respond to that? Notre Dame is coming off their best win and their best complete game against Syracuse in a 44-21 win. Clemson needs to look good. DJ Uyunglele needs to look good. I think Clemson's defense is stout enough. Let's not forget Notre Dame's defense is stout enough. I still don't trust the quarterback play 
of Notre Dame. I think this is a close game. I think both teams find ways to put up points. I like Clemson to win, and I like the over of 44.5 to hit. Number 18, OK State, coming off of one of the most embarrassing losses a top 10 team has ever put on paper versus a ranked team or not, getting absolutely blown out on the road and shut out on the road 48 to nothing. They go to Kansas. Kansas, since that 5-0 and start, has lost their last three. They're sitting one game away for bowl eligibility. Uh, Kansas State needs to win they have one Big 12 loss, so they got to win out and get some help. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas, might be back. Both teams give up 30 points a game, but score 39 points a game, so they are very similar. This is going to be high scoring. This is going to be high entertaining. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas comes away with a win. However, I have to take the angry, pissed off, well-coached, tenured, Oklahoma State Cowboys in a close one, but minus two and a half. I think they win by a field goal. The over somewhere in the 60s. If that gets to the low 60s, 61, 62, take it, baby. But I think the number was hanging out at um, 68, 69, so I kind of shied away from that. Number 24, for whatever reason, Texas going to number 13, Kansas State, or number 10, Kansas State, in Micaiah's rankings, okay? <laughs> Kansas State is second in the Big 12. They went out, they're in against TCU. Texas is still in it. They need to win this game. They need some help down the stretch for Oklahoma State to lose one more time, maybe to Kansas. Who knows? Okay. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Kansas likes to run the ball. They run for 228 yards a game. They don't like to pass the ball a whole lot. 168 passing yards per game. Oh, and B-T-dubs. Will Howard play. I'm not sure if Adrian Martinez played. Will Howard is the better thrower of the football, which might give Texas problems. Adrian Martinez likes to run the ball more, so you got to prepare for both quarterbacks. Last time Texas was on the field, they blew a 17-point lead to Oklahoma State, and Quinn Ewers did not look either good good or healthy. So how is he going to work coming off a bye? Texas has shown me enough that if Quinn Ewers is healthy, they can stick it out. I like them going on the road and beating Kansas State. You take Texas to win minus the two and a half. I Again, I think this game is close. I would stay away from the over-under. We're getting to the big games, fellas. Number Six still, yes, sorry. Number six, Alabama, going to number 10, LSU. They are both coming off the bye. Listen, LSU has that loss to Florida State. They only have one SEC loss, and it's to the number one team in the country, Tennessee. Guess what? LSU beats Bama. LSU's in the driver's seat because they beat Ole Miss to win the SEC West and represent the West in the SEC title game. This has all sorts of storylines swirling around it. Bama rushes for 210 yards a game. LSU allows 242 yards a game. Stop right there. That's the story. Can Bama run against this front seven of LSU? Oh, and by the way, Alabama still has the two best players in college football on their team in Will Anderson and Bryce Young. This game is going to be at night. 
death um i'm i'm sorry the fake death valley as in lsu's version of death valley is is a much different atmosphere than day death valley this game will be close lsu plus the 12 and a half but bama to win and finally the game of the day, maybe the year, maybe the month, maybe the week. It is number one Tennessee going on the road to number three Georgia. This is Tennessee's first true road test. Don't give me that LSU game was a true road test. It really wasn't. The game was over before it started. It was also at noon. The best, most elite Offense in college football this year takes on a great Georgia defense. This Georgia defense is 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 giving up like 250 yards per game. Tennessee is averaging 550 yards per game. Let's not get it twisted, though. Georgia can play some offense. Georgia's offense averages 530 yards offensively a game. Simeon, I don't think you knew that. This is the toughest. No, I didn't. This is the toughest test. Uh, on the road, Tennessee will face all year. The difference maker for this one, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, the elite tight ends that Georgia has. Brock Bowers should be in the Heisman can- conversation. He is not. He made a ridiculous catch against Florida. Go YouTube that real quick. Lots of points being stored because I still don't trust Tennessee's off or defense, I should say. I trust the offense. Uh, Georgia has an excellent offense is in and of themselves. You take the over of 65 and a half, and Georgia wins because it's at home defending national champions. However, if Tennessee wins, Hendon Hooker's winning the Heisman. I think that's fair. Do you want to go over just a quick... Yeah, a quick summary. Tennessee-Georgia going to be the game of the month. You take the over 65.5. I think Georgia wins and upsets the number one team in the nation. Bama goes on the road at night to LSU. Because it's at night at LSU, the game is close, but Bama wins. Texas gets an upset win over Kansas State. Coming off the bye, as long as Quinn Ewers looks healthy. Oklahoma State wins a shootout, close one. In Kansas, however, I would not be surprised if that swings the other way. And finally, Clemson gets a much-needed win over Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's starting to turn things around a little bit. Five and one in their last six. You take the over forty-four and a half. By the way, Micaiah, we've now called three underdog wins. Technically, I don't know if with the power ranks, but according to Vegas, we've we've taken three underdogs this yes. week yep absolutely all right that was the power five and the fun stuff now it comes for simeon who has a weird record of about mm, right over 500 let's call it 60 percent hey um, uh, by the way i went one and three last week so don't listen to me however i'm still three games abo- above 500 so i'm making and, you money and like i said i have no idea how well i could have i could have actually hit for once right you could have um, done research in your homework but you didn't that's okay well you know what uh, okay whatever uh we're going to i believe this is conference usa Marshall Thundering Herd, Old Dominion yes. Monarchs. Um, I really got nothing for this over, over other than the over under is forty six and a half, and neither of these teams, like the games don't that they play against good competition. I mean, I should say Marshall can play some defense, but they can also play some offense. 
and Old Dominion can play some offense. I just think 46.5 is a little low for this game. If this Literally, if this game was at 47, I'm, I wouldn't take it. I'm taking the over here at 46.5, assuming I'm getting it at 46.5. Um, UMass and UConn, the spread is plus 16 on this game. This was the U- loser bowl from last year. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We were all and pumped the loose- for this. And the loser bowl is here again. One and seven UMass Minutemen taking on the four and five Yukon Huskies. Both independent. Don't know how that is the case. Um, guys, UMass has lost to Temple. That's how twenty eight to zero. That's how bad UMass is. It's not great. Uh, the the quarterback has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, again, I don't understand how there are fans of lower-level football he has, teams. He has thrown for 257 yards on the season. And that's the high-scoring pass, or are, the high-yardage passer. Are they are, are they? are they just the triple-option team? Anyway, plus 16, I'm taking UMass plus 16 because there's no way UConn is going to put up 17 points. They're going to win. Don't mind you, but only by like 14. They're not going to win by by a ton. Uh, <laughs> all righty. UTEMP versus Rice. Guys, I have no idea. I had to pull this one out. Rice looks better on paper. I just like them. UTEMP, UTEMP has been inconsistent as best. Um, I'm taking Rice just outright, minus 190. Again, outright. San... Jose State Spartans taking on the Colorado State Rams. The spread here is 24. The over-under is 45. Um, Colorado State can't score for bleep. And I neither can San Jose, so I don't want to take the over-under at 45. However, it is tempting. Uh, take again, the I'm under. Just, take it. Take it. Take it. You want me to take, take the under? I want you to take the under. All right. Just for Micaiah, ladies and gentlemen, we're, gonna, we're yeah! switching from the outright to the under of 45. <laughs> Mind you, if both of these points per game score the amount of points per game they get, they're at 39. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Take that under, baby. Uh, All right. And last but not least, guys, we're going to the game of the week if you're a small conference game. This is the UTSA Roadrunners sitting at 6-2, 4-0 in conference play taking on the University of Alabama at Birmingham Dragons, a.k.a. the Blazers. Guys, the spread is even according to Caesars. The money line is 110 both. Over under is 52. Guys, I get both of these teams can play defense, but there's no way this game's not going to be awesome, and I'm not even going to watch it. (laughs) Taking the over at 52 uh, against UTSA and UAB. Again, over at UTSA, UAB, 330. 10-30, I'm taking the under San Diego State, Colorado State. UTEP, I'm taking uh, not outright. I'm taking Rice outright. Um, And I'm taking uh, the UMass plus the points. And then... Marshall and Old Dominion at 2 p.m. I'm taking the over. Yeah, that was fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do we. This has been the worstest podcast in the world, if I can find the right there number. There it is. Oh, except the fact that our music died. I forgot about that. I can hear it. 
Oh, you can hear it? Yeah. I can't. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Then the fourth and one podcast is blasting in people's ears right now. Anchor.fm slash fourth and one. Watch the animals. Instagram, fourth and one podcast. <laughs> <laughs>